husband. I found him on the boggy road. He has hurt himself. We will nurse him, and when he is well, your husband shall marry him to me. This was the first mention Lisbeth had ever made of her matrimonial views, and the chaplain's wife shrieked with horror. However, the man on the sofa needed attention first. He was a young Englishman, and his head had been cut to the bone by something jagged. Lisbeth said she had found him down the hood, so she had brought him in. He was breathing queerly, and was unconscious. He was put to bed and tended by the chaplain, who knew something of medicine, and Lisbeth waited outside the door in case she could be useful. She explained to the chaplain that this was the man she meant to marry, and the chaplain and his wife lectured her severely on the impropriety of her conduct. Lisbeth listened quietly and repeated her first proposition. It takes a great deal of Christianity to wipe out uncivilized Eastern instincts, such as falling in love at first sight. Lisbeth, having found the man she worshipped, did not see why she should keep silent as to her choice. She had no intention of being sent away, either. She was going to nurse that Englishman until he was well enough to marry her. This was her little programme. After a fortnight of slight fever and inflammation, the Englishman recovered coherence and thanked the chaplain and his wife and Lisbeth, especially Lisbeth, for their kindness. He was a traveller in the East, he said. They never talked about globetrotters in those days when the P&O fleet was young and small, and had come from Derradoon to hunt for plants and butterflies among the Simla hills. No one at Simla, therefore, knew anything about him. He fancied he must have fallen over the cliff while stalking a fern on a rotten tree-trunk, and that his coolies must have stolen his baggage and fled. He thought he would go back to Simla when he was a little stronger. He desired no more mountaineering. He made small haste to go away, and recovered his strength slowly. Lisbeth objected to being advised either by the chaplain or his wife, so the latter spoke to the Englishman and told him how matters stood in Lisbeth's heart. He laughed a good deal and said it was very pretty and romantic, a perfect idyll of the Himalayas, but as he was engaged to a girl at home, he fancied that nothing would happen. Certainly he would behave with discretion. He did that. Still, he found it very pleasant to talk to Lisbeth, and walk with Lisbeth, and say nice things to her, and call her pet names while he was getting strong enough to go away. It meant nothing at all to him, and everything in the world to Lisbeth. She was very happy while the fortnight lasted, because she had found a man to love. Being a savage by birth, she took no trouble to hide her feelings, and the Englishman was amused. When he went away, Lisbeth walked with him up the hill as far as Narkunda, very troubled and very miserable. The chaplain's wife, being a good Christian and disliking anything in the shape of fuss or scandal, Lisbeth was beyond her management entirely, had told the Englishman to tell Lisbeth that he was coming back to marry her. She is but a child, you know, and I fear at heart a heathen, said the chaplain's wife. So, all the twelve miles up the hill, the Englishman, with his arm around Lisbeth's waist, was assuring the girl that he would come back and marry her, and Lisbeth made him promise over and over again. 
she wept on the Narkunda ridge till he had passed out of sight along the Mutiani path. Then she dried her tears and went into Kotgarth again and said to the chaplain's wife, He will come back and marry me. He has gone to his own people to tell them so. And the chaplain's wife soothed Lisbeth and said, He will come back. At the end of two months, Lisbeth grew impatient and was told that the Englishman had gone over the seas to England. She knew where England was because she'd read little geography primers, but of course she had no conception of the nature of the sea, being a hill girl. There was an old puzzle map of the world in the house. Lisbeth had played with it when she was a child. She unearthed it again and put it together of evenings and cried to herself and tried to imagine where her Englishman was. As she had no ideas of distance or steamboats, her notion...